The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. Tweet any question you have for the hosts with the hashtag DealWithYield or email them at host at dealwithyield.com for the chance to hear their response. Welcome back to The Deal with Yield. And joining us, our host, Joel Ripperfirth, Winfield Ag Technology Application Lead. And today we're joined by Drew Gerritsen, Regional Technology Manager for Winfield. Also today, we're going to turn our focus to ag technology and all the updates from this past year. Joel? I think that the basic manufacturers and investment bankers, uh, venture capital has taken interest in this space a lot. You know, some of the things I've seen... Uh, all of the big six basic manufacturers, which has uh, recently been narrowed down to maybe five or four basic manufacturers, they've all taken an interest in decision ag or digital ag as part of their platforms going forward, whether it be uh, DuPont within Circa up to Monsanto with Climate. Bayer's got a program. BSF has some interesting things in the play. Syngenta has their AgriEdge program. And those are examples of mature companies investing in this space. One thing I've seen this year versus last year, investments have started to slow down a little bit, but the number of deals going on in some of the the venture capital has actually increased. And so maybe a little bit smaller deals, but certainly the investment in this space from Silicon Valley and other places is still growing. And I, I think we saw a little bit of pullback from the drones and robotics space, but some of that stuff is actually maturing a little bit and making its way to the farm gate. Drew, as you're working with producers, are, are you getting new options for ag technology? Do you see the pie getting bigger, or do you see a lot of red ocean uh, competition going on in the space? I guess, which one are you seeing? So I see a lot of opportunity, just like those people are probably seeing. I was I had the opportunity to visit with three major retailers in the state of Wisconsin this week, and I would say all three of them. They understand that their growers need to engage in this space. They understand that this is where it's going. And they probably said that for a while, and they finally figured out they've got to bring solutions to their growers. They've got to bring products and information and decision ag types of tools to their growers. At the end of the day, there is a lot of information and data that's being collected on an acre. had the opportunity to visit with a 10,000-acre farmer this week, and his piece was, you know, we don't farm fields. We don't farm groups of fields that we call farms anymore. We farm acres within those fields. And even across a vast amount of acres like that, we still have to do a really, really good job of managing. We, you know, I start to dissect a little bit of this investment piece. Part of it goes down to we need that sheer talent that those Silicon Valley and those tech companies have to help us make sense of this information and data. And then it still takes that local advisor because agriculture is a relationship business. And this is the balance that we have to continue to work through when future companies can figure out that they need to work with trusted advisors because that's how agriculture works. That's going to be really important for them moving forward is that they got to balance that trusted advisor relationship with the big data and decision ag pieces that come out of that. Yeah, I think as we look at AnswerTech.com, that's one of the things that some startups, some companies have come to us and said, we're looking to go through retail to the market to help discover what the value is on some of these things. So we've tried to sort out some vendors that have similar values around helping get their technology tools deployed locally. So AnswerTech.com is a great place to go on and kind of check out some new companies that have come onto the scene and see what they're adding for value. 
I think it helps simplify the market in some places. I know that some people are going grower direct in things, and there'll be a place for that. But you know, overall, it's a lot about the conversation between the trusted advisor and the producer. And I think that that's a lot of times where technology will have its sweet spot is having an advisor there to help digest and consume some of the insights so that the grower and the advisor can help make a decision going forward together. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think and that's what's best for the grower long term, too, is that it's got to be a combination of the two. You're not going to have technology that's just going to overtake everything. And there's just a bunch of suppliers of inputs out in the country. We're not going to be able to replace sellers with robots. It's just not going to happen. We're going to have to balance the relationship between the trusted advisor and making those agronomic insight decisions along with technology together to play forward. You said we can't replace the seller with robots. I did see a cabless tractor on Twitter from the Farm Progress show going on. Did you catch that? <laughs> I did. I couldn't. I don't. It was had to be the most photographed tractor of all time. Uh, I think it hit my Twitter timeline. About every two minutes, a picture of the tractor. So, I think, uh, uh, that's pretty cool. I think my favorite uh, line on Twitter on that was, uh, that particular company finally built a tractor for those who didn't want to be seen driving one of them. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, you know, I, I think that robotic space is a little bit interesting, too. Autonomous vehicles might be a little ways out. Obviously, you can't legally drive that tractor down the road, which kind of... If your acres are spread out, I don't know how logistically simple an autonomous tractor gets, but you start to see pressure on equipment getting smaller as it gets to be autonomous. And I think that's some of the interesting stuff Ohio State has started to come out with some forward thinking on that equipment might actually downsize and move back to four-row planters, but maybe you've got multiple entities of those vehicles moving across the field. And the one comment that I kind of heard coming out of the Farm Progress show was, why do equipment manufacturers keep building 600-horsepower tractors? And the answer was because growers keep buying them. Keep buying them. Yeah. Right. And so it's, a, it's an interesting cycle, but that autonomous vehicle space starts to, maybe in 15 years, make our farm implements and the size of equipment look a lot different than maybe it does right now. So exciting times in that space. I think about that planting window, and every year there's always that sweet spot that we should have planted corn, right? And I remember a couple of years ago, it was getting late, and I pulled up to the farm, and it's about 10 o'clock at night, and they're starting to uh, shut the planter fed down for the day, and I'm like, hey, it's go time. Like, can I run this thing? I'll run it all night, because there's always that time during the year in which we've got to get that window planted. Maybe downsizing, increasing the number of equipment that's out on the farm, and they get to the point where they're autonomous. They could essentially run all day, all night. Absolutely. And now let's go to the audience portion of our show today. We have a question from the audience from the online survey. As crop prices decline and growers are cutting back on input costs, how does technology fit in to help us make better decisions on where our best returns on investments are? Well, I think, you know, as you look at declining crop prices, precision ag, decision ag was really built for tight commodity prices because it's all about making database decisions and then reallocating those resources to where you've got a best opportunity for a return on investment in the field. And I think one other piece that, you know, you look at declining crop prices and what precision ag does for us, it also adds some degree of sustainability in here, too, that precision ag is really about keeping those resources where they can best be utilized. True. 
Yeah, I was going to say that I was going down the sustainability road, Joel, there, going down that road, and I just used the example of nitrogen. That's another one of my high input costs on an acre of corn. If I have a better understanding of how my hybrids might respond to nitrogen, I can do a much better job of at least managing the fields that have that hybrid planted on them. For example, if my preseason plan was to put 180 pounds of nitrogen up front and not to come back with any nitrogen applications, there may be an ROI scenario in which we have a particular hybrid planted in a situation where we've had a lot of rainfall. We use digital ag tool to help us understand how much rainfall has fallen on that field. We know maybe it's a sandier type of soil, and maybe there's an opportunity to come in there and make an application of nitrogen because we understand that the efficiency of that particular product might give us a return on investment if we made that nitrogen application. So that's just one example of how we can effectively manage the nitrogen situation as it being one of those higher input costs. Yeah, I think it's come along the way since the last time that crop prices were even down at LDP. But even at LDP, you know, people still took increased soil samples and started to make fertility recommendations in different areas using ag technology. I think now corn may start with a two in front of it, and now we've got additional things like nitrogen models and in-season imagery, which I think just continue to help drive the price per bushel efficiency that we need to think about as we produce the food for the globe. Thanks to our listener for the question today on Deal with Yield. You've been listening to Drew Gerritsen, Regional Technology Manager for Winfield, and Joel Whipperforth, Winfield Ag Technology Application Lead. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. Tweet any question you have for the hosts with the hashtag DealWithYield. 